This is In Touch with In Touch. Join us as we create a path to a healthier planet by delivering sustainability solutions that reduce energy usage, drive profitability, and simplify facility management. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of In Touch with In Touch. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us here for this episode of the show. Today, we are talking about the cost of inaction and inertia. What does that mean exactly? Well, there's a cost associated with inaction, but joining me to explain what this means and the ramifications of it is John Boland, the CEO of In Touch. John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Tyler, I'm thrilled to be here. Glad to be back. Uh, it's been too long. It has been too long. Uh, we won't do that again, but uh, we'll have to have you back on sooner this next time. But John, it's a pleasure having you back on the show. So most people obviously know about calculating ROI, right? We hear that all the time, return on investment. But the cost of inaction isn't something that's that's often talked about. Uh, can you explain the concept of what it means for there to be a cost to inaction? No, it's, it's a great question, right? We, we spend a ton of time talking about return on investment. We talk about payback and get really sophisticated and talk about you know, net present value, and we could definance propeller heads to talk about internal rate of return. But too often, we don't talk about the cost that we incur by not acting, the cost of inertia. Um, what's interesting is there are a number of, I'll say, organizations that, that uh, um, populate folks or populate places outside of the commercial spectrum, like the UN, uh, the FXB Center for the Human Rights at Harvard. Uh, the Environmental Defense Fund, they focus on the cost of inaction all of the time because they're focused on things like if we don't act on climate change in 20 or 30 years, what's the cost, the cumulative cost of our inaction? If we don't act on a human rights initiative, what's the greater economic impact to health and human services in a community over time? But interestingly, when we think about commercial environments, we tend not to focus on it. Again, if my neighbor's house were on fire and he chose not to put the fire out, the cost of inaction is actually his house burning to the ground. So the cost of inaction is the economic impact to your business by not investing. Um, Forbes in 2019 ran a column that was really interesting on the cost of inaction. And they, they had three examples in the column that really brought this into stark relief. Uh, Two of the examples were uh, business unit leaders that had, you know, call it one to two million dollar business problems that were going to cost them a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars to in a in a single year um, to remedy. And in both cases, the business leaders said, you know, I don't have a hundred thousand dollars right now to solve the one point five million dollar problem. And the author was just perplexed that. In a 12-month calendar year, someone who had not budgeted for a $100,000 improvement was going to instead continue to spend $1.5 million in avoidable costs. Oh. And it, so those two examples were somewhat maddening, but to really mm. bring home, you know, kind of commercial decisions that... I'll have say have catastrophic events when we let inertia take over. The third example that Forbes cited was one that you know maybe only us old folks in the audience will remember, but there was a company that was a big part of all of our lives when I was younger um, called Kodak. I think Kodak was the largest manufacturer of photographic film in the world. 
Uh, what most people don't know is that one of the most common devices that we all depend on for at least our social media lives, the digital camera, was originally patented by Kodak in the 1970s. So the largest manufacturer of film patented the digital camera. They chose not to pursue an investment in the technology. In 2007, the patent on the digital camera ran. In 2012, Kodak declared bankruptcy. Wow. That is a prolific example of the cost of inaction. And, and I also might say probably a contender for a Darwin Award, but that's for a different time and a different topic. Whew. Th those are those really are some powerful examples, though, and, and I think a great way of of helping to drive this idea home for a lot of people. So bring it bring it back around and bring it to in touch, and tell us what this looks like in, in practice for you. And when we talk about cost of inaction here in this setting, what are we talking about, and, and how should people understand it in, in this particular setting in light of what you do at In Touch? Well, I, I mean, so again, really appreciate the question, Tyler. I talked a little bit about sort of the the, the financial propeller heads that, that look at our deals at Entouch, right? So we will put together um, a relatively significant opportunity for one of our customers to deploy our technology and begin saving real dollars on energy. And virtually 100% of the time, right, they're going to look at a financial metric that's pretty common, like, like the payback period. How much time does it take if I invest this for me to get the cash that I invest back? Um, or we'd start the, the conversation off with return on investment. What percentage of my initial dollars do I get back um, as a percentage of the whole investment? And, and then there are a couple of more sophisticated tools that they might use. Um, we had one, one particular customer um, several years ago, and I, I actually described this as essentially um, the cost of inaction paradox, right? This, this particular customer is the, the, the poster child. So, at Antouch, at this particular customer, they can make an investment of about $2,300 to implement our solution. Um, in a 12-month period of time, that $2,300 was going to return for this customer almost $4,000 in savings. And these are real dollar savings. These are, these are savings that I can take a utility bill and I can demonstrate for this customer that they were going to, in the 12 months following the implementation, that within seven months, they were going to pay for the investment because if you took that $4,000 and you divided it by 12 on a monthly basis, they were going to save um, uh, $300 and change so that in seven months, they paid for the initial 23, which means right, about $1,700 in free cash flow in, a, in the first 12 months. So... This, is, this was quite nearly the, the most significant slam dunk financial model I had seen in my years at EdTouch. This is a relatively large organization and they made a decision to move forward with EdTouch in let's just say May of year zero. And, and then they start to navigate what can only be described as you know, the bureaucracy of moving from a decision to move forward into the inertia abyss. So as they're moving through their approval period, you, you get the proverbial pet project for one executive. Did we run this other competitor to ground? And so you, 
you you manage that over a 30 to 45 day period. Well, then you get the, you know, we use this standard agreement. We have this boilerplate language in our agreement. Certainly we want the attorneys to spend 30 or 45 days negotiating low value items. And so we spent some time doing that because it's super exciting. And by the time we're set, we're all said and done, and this is a real life example, we're in an October or November of the same year, year zero. We're nearly seven months from the moment they decided to move forward based on the performance of installations in the field. And I actually pontificated out loud, mind you, not to the customer that would have been strongly frowned upon. Did somebody get fired for this? Right? They literally, in the time they spent navigating their own decision process, they left enough money on the table to have paid for the implementation of the entire project. But instead, they continued to spend that money on energy. And what's really crazy about this is you can't just decide to deploy it twice as fast next year and save twice as much, right? You don't get to go save the, the dollars that you, you've sunk into low value items. And so at Entouch, once we discover the impact of our solution and your organization, once we discover that we can recover $4,000 a year on a $2,500 or $2,300 investment, your cost of inaction, because now you know it, right? It's one thing to have your head buried in the sand and not really understand the economic impact of doing nothing. Once you understand the economic impact, you've quantified your cost of inaction. And we see this across the board, right? The, the other place you can see this is if it costs you $1,500 a year to operate a rooftop air conditioning unit, and you're um, running it in a way that it's inefficient and it's costing you 30% more to, to run that one particular HVAC unit, that's $450 a year. If you choose not to repair it, it costs you $450 a year. That's a that's a great point. Man, and even just thinking about that example, that's not even counting up all the man hours they spent reviewing and discussing and all of this sort of thing. They totally ended up spending so much and missing out on that savings. There was a massive cost to their inaction and maybe indecisiveness as well. Exactly. And and these are organizations, I mean, I'm certain there are sophisticated uh, financial folks will say, yes, but you have to take into account, do they have access to the capital and, and how difficult is it? Right. We're describing organizations that have access to capital, right? This this isn't a, a scenario where they don't have access to capital. And oh, by the way, Entouch will put our capital to work, right? So we'll do this for you. And so in many cases, it's it's simple inertia. Um, the I think the the important concept that I share with our team internally, and one that you know keeps us from being too preachy, is. Um, there is some subtlety here and there's a real responsibility for us to educate. You know, I talked about what if your neighbor's house is burning and they don't put it out, it burns to the ground. The, the issue is they don't perceive their house as burning. And so to them, the simplest action is no action at all because my house isn't really on fire. And so it's our job, one, to help them see the fire and then two, help them put the fire out. Right. Rather than stand on the sidelines and, set and and watch it burn, it's our job to help them put the fire out. Um, and and that's, that is the real challenge, is helping them understand where the fire is, that this is an urgent issue to act upon so that we can help them solve it. 
So how do you how do you personally and then also how do you help your team communicate this idea of of not just ROI but but cost of of inaction? How do you help communicate this to 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 people in a way that helps them understand from that moment like you mentioned understand their need but then also what the future looks like if if you don't begin to act how, how do you communicate this to people that, that don't maybe understand that concept initially well you know so we we visualize it in two ways right you start with the traditional way which is let's just talk about the roi again the payback right so we say things like this is going to pay for itself in seven months we show them very attractive visualizations uh that that help them understand the relationship of the original investment to the cash flows. But then we also show them, and again, real, with real clarity, the, the visualization of, in, in the case of this particular customer, you're spending about $20,000 a year in energy. I'm going to visualize for you the $4,000 a year you're going to save. And then I'm going to show you the cost of that on a year over year basis, right? So I'm gonna make sure you understand that over a, over a five year period, that $4,000 turns into $20,000 in cost of not acting. And the original investment was going to be $2,300. Uh, so so it's, it's, it's critically important that, that you give them visual aids to see it, that you quantify it for them, for us, the most important thing is to make sure these are, you know, I'll just say bulletproof numbers, numbers they can take to a CFO, that they can um, uh, clearly map out why the dollars should be put into um, into into use very quickly. Right? The 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 challenge is, you know, I, what what we often uh, at Entouch describe as, you know, the the penny and the dollar problem, um, meaning. When someone's walking down the sidewalk and they see a penny on the ground, um, you know what? They might not, in today's day and age, might not bend over and pick up a penny. But by golly, if it's a dollar or a $10 bill, you know, I'd, prob I'd probably tweak the back a little bit bending over to pick that up. And so the importance, the importance, is, uh, the importance of that um, analogy is that we have to make sure that the facilities teams and the operating teams that our customers um, aren't talking to the CFO about pennies when the impact is dollars. And, and we help them tell the dollar story, not the penny story. That's a, that's a fantastic way of putting it, you know, and, and I, I suppose, you know, sometimes sticking to the status quo, there's, there's a downside to that. I suppose it's kind of the, the main idea of what we're talking about here. Sometimes being comfortable and just sticking with what you've been doing, there's a, there's a cost associated with that. And once you know about it, then it's time to act on that. Exactly right. The, the number one competitor for anyone trying to implement a new idea, whether it's technology or you know, a different process idea, you're, you're trying to implement change in your organization, your number one competitor is inertia, right? The, it is very difficult to get an organization to move forward when there's not a sense of urgency. When you explain the sense of urgency and you move from pennies to dollars, it, that's when organizations start to change, when they see the order of magnitude uh, difference and the cost of inaction, then they begin to move forward. Um, it's too easy to be comfortable um, in any walk of life, any walk of business. Um, it's our responsibility 
to show them what the discomfort is and then help them get to a place of more success. Incredibly well put. Yeah, this has been a, a fascinating and I think a, a really educational and enlightening conversation. Um, John, any final thoughts that you want to leave listeners with here today um, just to help uh, communicate this uh, this point in this concept? Well, you know, I think for, for me um, at Entouch, we see ourselves as a guide for all of our customers and prospects or even, you know, individuals that are just embarking on a sustainability journey um, to help them understand what impact they can have on their carbon footprint and how they can lever solutions like Entouch to drive a real return into their organization. And, and so, you know, join us to help you turn pennies into dollars, um, and we will ensure you meet your sustainability goals for your organization um, today, tomorrow, and well into the future. Excellent, excellent stuff. Entouch Controls, E-E-N-T-O-U-C-H, controls.com is the website. If you want to reach out, get in touch with Entouch and uh, and learn a little bit more about the solutions that John is talking about, that is the website for you to visit. John Boland, CEO of Entouch. John, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast and sharing a little bit more about this idea, which I, I think is, is really fascinating and important for everyone under, to understand. It's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, thanks, Tyler. It was great, uh, great seeing you again and talking to you again. Look forward to coming back soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Come back and join us again here on the podcast very soon, John. We appreciate you joining us here today very much. And everyone, thank you for joining us for this episode of the show and tuning in to this conversation. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. Of course, for more episodes, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts these days, you can find In Touch with In Touch. So make sure to subscribe and also visit the website to stay up to date with the latest news and information from In Touch. And stay tuned. We'll be back soon with more episodes of the show. But for this one, for my guest today, John Bolin, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us. Oh, 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 o